0: I am so sore. Oh, my gosh. I am so sore.
1: Yeah. What did we even do yesterday? I am so sore today. Oh, my goodness. You know it. Oh, man. That workout on Friday had me sore all weekend long. All right. How does your body feel on a scale of zero to ten? Zero being you feel awesome. Ten being you got hit by a bus. Where are you at? Six. All right, not bad. Maybe today's day you take it easy. Definitely
0: the deadlifts, heavy deadlifts. Welcome to episode two of the Are You Sore podcast. This is Paul McAllister. I'll be hosting this show. Um, we got a second date. She returned the text. The first one, I guess, went okay. She agreed to see me again. I guess I didn't freak her out too much. So, thanks everyone so much for listening, for giving it a shot, for all of the feedback and the encouragement that I've gotten over the last few days. Um, it really means the world, and and really um, just kind of makes me want to keep this train going. We got a lot of good stuff ahead. Uh, engagement. I'm doing the best I can with social media. I uh, was never big into that prior to this, but it is a necessary evil. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, we've got all that going. You should see links to that uh, as uh, I pump out new shows where you can get in there and engage with us. You can email us at are at gmail.com. If there's something that you want us to talk about, you got questions, send them our way and we'll figure out ways to to work them into the show, especially with the the guests that we have. Um, and then just looking ahead at kind of some of the things that we've got planned for the summer, uh, Stephen Bell, uh, a lot of you guys who listen know who exactly who that is. He's one of our best athletes, uh, one of our coaches all around swell guy. He's gonna, uh, come in here and sit with me, uh, in a couple of weeks. We also have a mixed competition, the wet, hot American summer competition. I don't know what Nicole came up with. She came up with something clever. Um but uh that's coming up in mid June and we're going to uh we're going to drag all the equipment in here and I'm competing in it with a partner and we're going to bring all the teams in here as they're finishing up and get impressions and stories and it should be a really good time. So again, a lot of fun stuff coming ahead, uh but for today you didn't come here to listen to me. Babylon about all this stuff you came to listen to someone who is very very near and dear to this community oh no, stop doctor sarah brown from movement evolution sarah thank you so much for joining us today yeah
1: thanks for having me i'm
0: excited of course so you know i go in sarah's office if you've ever been in sarah's office been in her exam room one of the first things you're going to notice is there's a lot of stuff hanging on the wall a lot of things that, uh, you know, mean that this is a smart cookie you're dealing with. So, what is the... Tell me all the ingredients that go into making Dr. Sarah Brown Oh
1: goodness, who you um, are today. Well, if we're talking about the things on the wall, if you're mm-hmm. specifically talking about the Michael Scott poster, that's probably my favorite <laughs> thing that I have hanging out. Okay, up. okay. Um, huge office fan. <laughs> but... PT related. I am doctor of physical therapy. Um, I also have my uh, specialty in orthopedics. Uh, I am a level one weightlifting coach, level two CrossFit coach, strength and conditioning specialist, but those are all just fancy letters. Um, I've been doing CrossFit since, I don't know, 2014, something like that. Yeah. Um, And originally did it just because I actually moved to New Orleans And ate a lot right after I graduated college. New Orleans can
0: rear its ugly head in a lot of ways. The
1: food got me. The food got (laughs) me. And I hadn't been doing anything. (laughs) Dude, ain't that the truth? Place. Some. Well, so
0: how common is that for uh, people with kind of a sports focus in PT to have a CrossFit background to really kind of. narrow their focus into specializing and working with those kind of athletes.
1: Honestly, I don't think it's probably rising more than mm-hmm. it has been. Um, the, the way that we have a movement evolution set up is, you know, we rent space out of bridge likes CrossFit. And so we have our own separate offices, but we utilize the space out here to, you know, the equipment and obviously like sleds and all that kind sure. of fun stuff. Um, that's a newer model. We're all cash pay based. So the shift for physical therapy is actually transitioning more to like kind of this cash bay model. Um, and CrossFit is just a great place to be because you get the community, you have, you know, the, there's already space set up for it. Mm -hmm. Um, but realistically, I think for the people who go into PT school who are athletes, most of them aren't CrossFitters. They're mostly like, you know, ex football players or they're gymnasts or they're something else. Um, but the percentage of people who actually go into a niche sports kind of clinic is really, really, really small. Okay. Um, especially with, you know, orthopedics. Most people go to big brand name like hospitals. Memorial Hermann Methodist are the big two in Houston. Right. Uh, but there's big a lot of other big orthopedic clinics, but there's also neuroclinics and pediatrics and mm-hmm. home health and yeah. stuff that... Honestly, you make a lot more money doing it. <laughs> it's not as glamorous. You might be wiping butts, no, no, but, no. but you you do get paid more. So I think a lot of the people who are interested in sports, who want to do sports, really do it because they love it. Yeah. Um, and the group of people who do CrossFit and treat CrossFitters is a really small population, but the people who do it definitely know what they're doing.
0: Well, I want to I back up a little bit and, and tell my story about how Sarah and I met and and in the first episode I talked a a lot and told kind of my CrossFit story. And, and Sarah, my introduction to Sarah is certainly wove woven into the beginning of that. Um, one of the, one of the smartest decisions I made, um, and I think one of the most important decisions anyone new to CrossFit can make is how Bridge Lakes partners with movement evolution and really encourages new athletes to, to go in and, make an appointment with either Adib, Sarah, Leslie, and, and have an evaluation. And, and it's really this, this look at where you are physically, how well you move, um, where you are kind of currently in your abilities and they can take that as like a really good jumping off point into making sure that you kind of ease yourself into the seat. Right. So right. <laughs> I'll never forget that first day. I came in again, with this ridiculous notion that because I was once a good athlete a billion years ago, that she was just going to kind of look at me and have me do a couple of things and just say, yeah, yeah, I, you're made for this. Let's let's get started. And so... The
1: ideal whoa, CrossFit body, let me tell I you mean, what, Paul look, McAllister. We're,
0: <laughs> we've been waiting on you without even knowing you existed. Uh, so... She started with the simplest touch your toes, you know, get down in a full squat. Um, and the next thing I know she's showing me pictures of myself on her phone of me like squatted and I look like Quasimodo. Uh, And then she's kind of like moving me. Like I'm made of pipe cleaners. That's kind (laughs) of like, all right, you're, you're like this and, and you're going to want to be like this. And I'm just kind of like, well, what, what's why? And she's like, it's, it's okay. This is normal. You just, this is how we, so it was again, this real humbling experience for me where I kind of had to make a decision that day of, all right, do I want to get better and, and pursue this and listen to her? Or do I just need to go and get the, the nylon track suit and a pair of, white new balance and just start walking around Willowbrook mall in the morning. And that's going to be, that's that's going to be exercise. It is, but (laughs) so, uh, so yeah. So at that point, you know, Sarah really, I I became kind of her patient, you know, um, in an indirect way. Uh, I was her patient later on when uh, some of my old man things started acting up and, and flaring up. But, um, but you know, she, She's around here constantly. She's working out here in classes. She's occasionally coaching classes. But when uh, when she sees me in class and we're doing an Olympic lift or doing something that's that's kind of complicated, and I see her come out of her office and kind of start prowling around like a lion, everybody kind of sits up when Sarah comes out because it's like it's, it's like mom's mom's here, except mom is half my age and can squat snatch 115 or something, (laughs) but, uh, but yeah, it is, it is a very, uh, reassuring feeling knowing that she's watching out. Um, and so that has kind of moved into my family. Um, I've got a great story about my oldest son, Maddox, who's, Fifteen, he's a freshman in high school. Um, is a is a Almost runner. Almost sophomore. Almost okay. sophomore tomorrow, tomorrow. Yeah, that's right. Uh, he he really kind of started to come into his own as a runner um, at the end of eighth grade and in his freshman year. And
1: and to brag on him, he's a great runner. He's not just like the kid who wanted to run. <laughs> I think he takes after his dad a little bit on that one, <laughs> as he was bragging about his running abilities previously. Nah, but oh Maddox has got the running gene for sure.
0: Well. You know, one of the one of the biggest or the first um, obstacles we ran into with him was injury. Um, and it wasn't as straightforward as he fractured his ankle or he tore his ACL. I'm not trying to, like, trivialize those injuries. Those are hard. But those are things that I think you can really wrap your head around. I need surgery. I'm going to have this recovery period, and this is when I can expect to – his was this – you know, ankle tendinitis that was limiting him and was painful for him, but it was so hard for him to communicate to us what was going on. Um, and he, we, we brought him to Sarah. That was the first time I kind of, you know, introduced anyone outside of me to her. And, um, that was the best decision that we made. Um, so I guess For you, when you see young athletes come in um, and the parents are on their heels and we're anxious and we expect that thing to get fixed and them to be back out there competing at the highest level the next day, that's got to be really challenging for you, but you know, where do you go from there? How do you, how do you deal with that? Because I know how you dealt with it and how you got me off of the ledge, but you know, is that training or is that just kind of experience from your own athletic background?
1: I mean, it's both. Uh-huh. Realistically, a lot of times with the young athletes, I mean, they're technically minors, so you're not only dealing with the athlete who's you know, in pain, but you're also dealing with the parent. So that's Mm -hmm. a whole different ball game in itself. So, I mean, I could go down a rabbit hole and talk about the psychology of it. Is the parent kind of, not that you are doing this by any stretch of imagination? but like, you know, were you pushing the kid too hard? Were you wanting him to run when really maybe he didn't want to run? But the athlete, the parent obviously want to get back to usually like getting back as fast as possible. But when you go back and look at what their training has been, let's take runners, for example, Mm -hmm. because that's, Maddox. Um, Runners run. That's kind of all that they do. And that's all that they taught. And then they hit this different level where now you go from middle school running into high school running, which is a totally different Mm -hmm. ball game in itself. And then so the volume is up. The load is up. Your recovery is down. Everything hits a wall, right? So... And with most high school sports and even middle school sports, these are year-round sports now. They're not, oh, this is the season, and then it stops. It continuously goes, and it continues to move. You move from cross-country season straight into track mm-hmm. season. Um, and so they really never get a break. So just being able to tell the parent and the kid, you need to back off and just give yourself, I mean, it just needs to be like two weeks. Give yourself two weeks to just chill out. And letting them know that that's okay, even though coaches saying otherwise or other athletes have just pushed through it. It's like what's really best is like giving yourself some time off and not time off, go sit on the couch and play video games. But meaning any other way that that's not going to stress what's hurting you right now. Hey, you can't run because running is too much load on that tendon, but you can squat still. You can go swim. You can literally do bike anything else that's not stressing you in the way that you have been stressing it. Um, And once you give them that alternative of saying, Hey, like you're still going to be doing stuff. You're just not going to be doing your sport this second, but you're going to transition back to it. Usually that's that like, Oh, okay. But once you say like, you need to rest it, like, people don't
0: do that. They, well. don't. And, they don't. And I do was, that well. I, nobody was more guilty of that than me. And, and, and I, I can look back on this a lot with so much more objectivity, but two weeks seemed like an eternity. And right. so we, I would fall victim to, um, just, I was, I was just like watching him constantly. It was, it was the most pitiful thing you've ever seen, but he would go up and down the stairs in the house and I'm like watching to see if he's wincing or anything like that. And, uh, And I was constantly asking him, how does that feel? Are you in pain today? And, and any, anything that sounded remotely encouraging, like, ah, it's, it's feeling better. I just pounced on it. And it's so obvious, even when you think about what your, your specialty is, it's therapy, like therapy, even when you think of it in terms of like, if you need emotional therapy, you're seeing a therapist that takes time, and that takes exercises and programs that you're going to do, and it's not going to get fixed right. overnight. That's exactly what we were dealing with. Right. Um, it, it's
1: all about education. Sure. It's all about education. And doing
0: what you prescribe.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> like I call it homework for kids. I'm like, this is your homework. Like Just like you have to do your homework to pass your class or to get a good score on the ACTs or whatever it yeah. is like you have to do this and if you don't put in the work it's not gonna get better you can't go from A to Z without going through all the letters first that program is all of those other letters mm-hmm. to get you back to where you need to be um, but you're right I mean the psychology component to it mm-hmm. just like you're saying oh, I'm just gonna pounce on anything that is positive it's like well, that's good continue with the positive but if you're analyzing this and every time you're just saying is it painful is it painful it's painful, is it painful? they're always going to be thinking about it and always going to be conscious about it. So by the time that they're kind of transitioning back into, we saw this with Maddox, Mm -hmm. you start transitioning and say, hey, you can start running. And just like, you know, Bambi legs, like doesn't know how to run anymore because they're so scared that it's going to be painful. Just letting them know it's going to be okay. Again, because that's part of the process. This isn't the first
0: injury in the history of the world.
1: You're on letter (laughs) S now. We're getting you back into running. You're not at Z where I'm letting you just go, go to town, but you're at... You're getting to that end point and you're going to have to start doing things that, you know, getting back to it, but not being afraid of it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to stick with kind of this parent athlete, young athlete theme, because we are in suburban Houston and oh, yeah. we're just brought with.
1: Competitive. Yes. Travel leagues, athletes, and,
0: you know, 24
1: hours, uh, parents
0: just reliving all of their, you know, perceived failures as an athlete and, and just putting all that on their kids. I can say that openly because I'm among them and uh, I try not to be it. one. Yeah. <laughs> at least you um, can But admit that's it. that's the reality here in Cypress, Texas, especially in Bridgeland where we are. Um, Super competitive. So, I'm going to give you kind not of a bad a, thing. I'm going to give you kind of a scenario that I'm cool. I'm I feel confident that you've faced at some level. Great. I'm bringing in my freshman son who's getting ready to try out for high school baseball and Sarah he's he's a good athlete he's strong he's always been good but uh he's just not throwing it hard enough and he needs to be throwing it you know low 80s by this age or he's he's going to get lost in the shuffle so fix that let's let's get him there okay so here you go
1: Cool. So I'm already assuming if this parent is coming to me, that means that they have to either be in pain of some sort. Um, usually, let's say usually, that they're already in pain. So it tells me that there might be something wrong with their, you know, throwing mechanics. Mm-hmm. Also, if they're coming to me after pain, they and they're this diehard. This kid needs to be throwing this kind of, you know, fastball at this age. They probably already have a pitching coach. Usually. (laughs) So when it comes to the pitching techniques, like I'm not even going to touch that with a 10 foot pole. Mm -hmm. Baseball players, most likely a shoulder or an elbow, something that's going on. Right. Most likely have already got an image from a doctor and the doctor says, dude, you're totally fine. You just need to, you know, go find PT. Yeah. And most PT clinics are going to do some basic stuff and banded things, but it's not going to get them throwing faster. Um, So we take a full body approach and get them stronger, but in those key aspects, right? What actually makes you, I like to say this example a lot, but it's like if I say, hey, throw the ball as far as you can, you're not just gonna stand there with your feet underneath you and just go, hey. <laughs> and throw it yeah you're gonna step into it rotate your body and that's truly where your power comes from is from your midline not necessarily from your arm right so is he able to generate that force from the bottom of, from the midline out or is he just trying to get that power from you know the snap of the the shoulder and that's usually where things go wrong mm-hmm. um so we're still putting him on a, you know, a strength conditioning program, but it's probably going to be, I mean, if he's a freshman in high school, more likely he's not doing a strength conditioning program, which is probably the first thing I'm going to get him doing. And a lot of it is not going to be upper body stuff, but yeah. it's going to be explosiveness, plyometrics, a lot of, you know, driving from the ground. Power cleans are a great one. And that how does gonna that fit into shoulder. like,
0: um, I don't want to say avoiding injury. You can't, I think avoid injury, but, but you know, preparing your body in a better way against injury, because that was something that I didn't put enough thought into with Maddox until after his injury and meeting you, because we did, we started doing a lot of strength training with you and that was immediately the focus. It was, we gotta, we gotta get built and we gotta fill in all this scaffolding around him. You know, he's growing, he's awkward. And, and so, well, he's
1: already a good runner, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm not really going to tweak his running like that's, I mean, I could, but Mm -hmm. like, that's not my focus. It's filling in the gaps on where else, could he improve on that's going to make his running better. Yeah. And you can insert any sport into that. So realistically, like that preventative measure of like finding the, you know, the, the flaws and finding the gaps in their training is just going to make that performance further down the road so much better. Um, and then hopefully prevent injuries. Mm-hmm. We see a lot again, cause we're in Cyprus and all these young kids have been doing their sports since the age of three. Right. And they've been doing it constantly. And unfortunately, again, could go down a rabbit hole about this, but most sports nowadays, you're not getting the basics and fundamentals of squatting, lunging, pressing, pulling, these very basic, broad movement patterns. Mm-hmm. You're immediately going into skill work. Soccer, you're doing footwork drills. You're doing shooting drills. Basketball, same thing. Can Ball handling skills, shooting mm-hmm. drills, Um uh, running we're just gonna go for volume can you go faster can you go longer like let's go Mm -hmm. um but we're not getting these again big broad movement patterns and so when you dial it back and you kind of go back to the basics squatting pushing pressing you know landing rotation jumping they you you expose a lot of things that you don't normally see in their skill sport Mm -hmm. Um, or just in their sport in general, because yeah, you can be a really good soccer player, but have a garbage squat. Right. Um, but if you improve that squat, I promise you, you're going to be shooting the ball like more accurate, harder. Yeah. It's going to be a win win. Right. Um, and so, you know, in a perfect world, these kids should be doing basic strength conditioning while they're learning their skill sport. But I mean, you know, when you're that young, a lot of it is just an hour of babysitting. Mm hmm. So you're, you know, it's for fun. Kick the ball in the goal. Yay. Instead of like, okay, hey, yeah, for our warm up, we're running a little bit, but then you're going to squat and you're going to lunge and you're going to do all these things to build up to that capacity. And then so you have a better base and a better, you know, control of your own body, which is just going to make including a, you know, a different ball or anything else so much easier mm-hmm. and so much more efficient.
0: So let's think about it in terms of, like managing expectations with, with CrossFit athletes. All right. You've already mentioned you're, you're trained in CrossFit specifically. Um, Sarah is, she's one of the best up here. Uh, she just, she just comes in and she's busy as anything. And she finds an hour and, and she wipes out a workout and she goes right back to work. It's something to behold. Um, but most of us have goals, whether we're open about them or, just kind of more introspective about them of what kind of CrossFit athlete we want to be, what things we want to do better. Um, is there, is it fair to say that you're going to be, you're you're only going to be the type of athlete that your body is really kind of developed you to be. And what I mean by that is, you know, I'm a, I'm a six foot 180 pound, like, never been never carried a lot of muscle around super scrawny growing up but by god i'm ready to start doing some serious olympic lifting and i want to back squat 400 pounds and i want to deadlift this and help me let's do it you know like can you don't you have to kind of manage people's expectations in a way just based on their physiological makeup
1: to an extent. Absolutely. Yeah. You don't see sumo wrestlers going out for a marathon run. Uh You don't. Right. And vice versa. You don't see scrawny, you know, like marathon runners going wrestling people. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't happen. We're built. We have different body structures, body types. We have genetically, you know, some have, you know, those type two muscle fibers, those, you know, versus type one, type one, long, lanky, skinny, scrawny, and those type two explosive things like sprinters. Um, And so, yeah, there's going to be an expectation. I'm a whole, you know, five foot two in shoes. (laughs) And, you know, I'm like 125. So I have a reasonable expectation. Like there's, I'm not going to row well. I'm not. I am mass moves mass. And I don't even have the length to row well. Mm -hmm. I set that expectation. This is not going to be where I shine. But there's other aspects of, let's say, CrossFit that I do shine. So... Yeah, for it to be a really well-rounded athlete, all over CrossFit, like you need to be a crazy Matt Fraser. You yeah. need to be somebody who is, you know, can kind of do it everything and have that perfect, you know, that's background I body vibe.
0: Why can't I do that? I want to be good at everything. Well, well I that's do. the dream, man. It is, it that's is, the but dream. it's it's you know in a in a in a realistic way um, for me. I I was exaggerating earlier when I was like using that example of me wanting to do all these heavy lifts and things like that. That's not as important to me as being I wanna be like amorphous. Do you know what I yeah. mean by that? Yeah. Like how you just kinda take the shape of whatever you're doing. Right. And it doesn't mean that I'm gonna always
1: be the top deadlift of- the most mm-hmm. and
0: then when we transition into uh burpees, you know, I'm bounding over that like a jackrabbit and but I wanna be I I really kinda of dunked on Crystal in episode one, so I'm gonna I'm <laughs> gonna try to write the ship there and say nice things about her. I mean, she's a female athlete, right. but she's not the strongest person in here. Right. Everything she does looks good. Like she she's very athletic and, and, and just looks like she knows what she's doing in it. It doesn't look like a struggle. Kelly cuts the same way. Mm-hmm. I feel that Absolutely way around right. her. Um Steven at the highest level. That's one right. of my favorite things about him is he's Um, he's fast, he's strong, but, um, you know, I'm always trying to think about when I come into these workouts, what are the, what is the best way for me to set goals for myself throughout the week to where I'm kind of trying to level myself off as a, as a well-rounded CrossFit athlete.
1: Right. I think
0: I just took you around the world on that question. That that was a lot of different things in
1: one. (laughs) I think regardless for every athlete, it's going to be different. Yes, you do need to set expectations mm-hmm. for yourself. There's going to be some baseline limitations, even like, hey, I started this when I was 40. Like, you have to have a basic expectation that like, hey, if you want to improve your mobility, it's going to take a while. Versus somebody who comes in when they're young and they're already pretty mobile, like they're going to be able to kind of hold on to that for and and challenge their mobility a little bit better than somebody who's older. That's just like biology the right. basic expectations um now i think setting goals short term and long term is going to be wildly important for the crossfit athlete as well it is for like i that's the one thing i ask every single patient what is your goal even for the people who come in to do just the crossfit screen i'm like what's your goal with crossfit is this an aesthetics thing you just want to like look good naked or are you trying to you know gain strength are you you know when you're 80 you want to be able to pick up your grandkids like mm-hmm. where where do you fall on this kind of on this timeline. Um, having that short term goal of like, oh yeah, you know, like I wanna I wanna lose 10 pounds. Great. Versus that long term goal, once you're in it for a while, sometimes those goals start to mix and match and say, oh, you know, I realized I am way better at the gymnastics stuff than I am at weightlifting. So I want to be able to PR all my gymnastics. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to bar muscle up. I want to be able to, you know, ring muscle up. I want to be able to handstand push up, do all those fun things, but like I don't care as much about the lifts. It's like, cool, well, then your goals are now changed. Your workouts are going to be geared towards maybe more getting that skill level than it would be the weightlifting. Yeah. So on the days that we do have bar muscle-ups and heavy clean and jerks, yeah, you're gonna go lighter on the cleaner jerks, but you're gonna go ham on that part yeah. because like that's the skill that you wanna get. You're gonna practice and you're gonna make that the priority. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing for you know, if you flip flopped it, hey, I wanna get strong. I hear that a lot, especially from the guys who are like, Yeah, I really wanna I wanna I wanna I wanna get strong. I'm like, cool. Well, then you know, that that time cap is gonna be a little aggressive for you, which is okay. <laughs> hey, Maybe push the time cap a couple extra minutes, mm-hmm. but I, I want you to go heavy on this yeah. in a safe way. If right. they look like garbage, I'm not making them do All it, right. but like, I want you to push that heavier weight and then maybe not care about the gymnastic stuff.
0: Dealt with that a little bit this morning.
1: Oh, yeah? Yeah, mm-hmm. Might
0: had a bit off more than I could chew with that little clean, clean and, and jerk action, mm-hmm. um, but my body was like, yeah, f around and find out with another set. On and this. you know what? That's and, uh,
1: <laughs> uh, that's called a learning
0: experience. Well, I've listened and learned, so I. Uh, and that takes time. It, it does. does. It you, does
1: because you can also undercut it every single time, and then and then you know they come out of the workout and being like that mm-hmm. wasn't that bad, and I look <laughs> at them like, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Like, are you kidding? It wasn't me? Wasn't
0: like, that bad? It's because you didn't. Because <laughs> you, you didn't push yourself to yeah. that
1: that intensity, and again, it also is their goals. Like sure. I said, if their goal is just come in here and mingle and get a little sweat on, um, then that's great. But you know, if your yeah. if your goal is to do something, then you need to go towards that goal.
0: Well, so thinking about like when people come in and they start talking to you about goals, I um, also I had a listener contact me with some was is interested in CrossFit and. What. It was your brother! Stop acting like people... Oh, shut up, that doesn't matter. Alright, my brother. Thank you. I was super confused. Yeah, uh, I was trying to make it sound What's like... What's his I name? Let's did. get really personal. His name's Scott. Scotty. Uh, Scott. Scott goes by Scott in the professional landscape. But Is, uh, he,
1: is he in Cypress here? Is he he's back not. Then? He's
0: down in Baton Rouge. Um, so, college football player. Okay. Mid-50s. Still likes to stay very active. Um you know, triathlete, has run a lot, um, but has had a lot of injuries uh, that I think have just been like all that football and everything just kind of coming back and biting him. Ankle injuries. He's had a couple of rotator cuff repairs, um, back issues. Somebody like that comes in here. What's, What's the reality for them? Is it off the table not an option we do too much crazy stuff in here this is not for you you need to go to the water aerobics class or yeah we can make this work for you
1: we can always make it work okay crossfit is for anyone may not be everybody's favorite thing in the world Mm -hmm. or their cup of tea they don't like the group aspect they don't like the intensity i like water aerobics whatever like that's fine but CrossFit is scalable to anyone. And if you do it correctly, just like any sport, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, he could go and decide he wants to do Zumba. He has the same risk of getting hurt doing Zumba than he does at CrossFit if he does it correctly yeah, Uh, or if he does it incorrectly. So realistically, like he... He needs to set his own expectations and be honest with himself. And uh, again, a lot of that checking the ego at the door is going to be step one, Mm -hmm. especially as a previous athlete, especially people who've had injuries before. This is not the place to be like, yeah, you know, uh, back in the day, I deadlifted 400. It's (laughs) like, cool. Yeah, you're um, 40 years older now Mm -hmm. and you're not going to be able to do that right now maybe eventually
0: well so how's it how does it benefit someone like that who's dealt with a lot of injuries who's got surgeries in the past I mean I'm I'm describing lots of people at this point um that might just think I should probably just leave well enough alone um is this really helping anything um if I've had you know, a knee replacement or if I've had, you know, a major like sports medicine procedure. Yeah. If
1: you've had proper rehab Mm -hmm. is going to be part of it. Yep. And you listen to your body and you have good coaches and good programming. And that's probably the majority of Mm -hmm. it. Because again, you can have a coach that comes in and says, eh, you know, you're, you're clean. It doesn't look you're not doing it efficiently enough to get the benefit out of it. You're just trying to muscle it up. I want you to go lighter and actually feel the weightlessness that you yeah. get underneath the bar. That's a good coach. That's somebody who's going to kick that programming and be able to improve their skill work on that versus the coach who just sees them, you know, muscle cleaning and be like, oh, yeah, put more weight on that bar. I look good, right? Mm-hmm. There's a big difference from that. So having good programming that's going to literally progress you but not overload your system Um, like having, you know, overhead five days in a row. Yeah. His shoulders can be pissed. My shoulders can be pissed and I don't have a shoulder problem. (laughs) Right. Um, again, so good programming, good coaching and leaving out your ego at the door is going to be key. Yeah. Now, again, there's not one thing that's inherently bad for you. There's not one thing that's inherently good for you. You know, if if Scotty doesn't like CrossFit, he tries it out. It's just not for him. Like, yeah, cool, okay, that's fine. He gave it a good old college try. It doesn't right. mean that he can't do it. Being active and doing something is more important than needing to do CrossFit.
0: How how common is this setup that Movement Evolution Bridge Lakes has? It's I mean, growing. It's, it's yeah. I the mean, popularity the popularity is growing. so much sense. Yeah. And I wish I could say I put a lot of thought into. Ending up here, uh, it's just close to just my house. Happened,
1: to, uh, and but, that's how most people start CrossFit. Yeah. Is like it's near me. Yeah, I started off a of Groupon. I don't even know if <laughs> Groupon's a thing anymore, but I started off of a Groupon, um, and clearly, like, <laughs> took the bait real bad because, yeah. like, here I am. Yes, uh, here you
0: are. No, I mean it's it's, but I I can't imagine flying in blind uh, without you know people like yourself that are professionals that understand not the risks, but just that understand like how to properly do this, just like anything right? Um, you don't go to, you know, I, I don't know. I'm a professional at what I do. You know, people trust me to understand what I'm talking about versus right. just bringing in some high school kid. Right. Uh, so, um, so yeah, I, that would be my recommendation if you're not in this area is to, to seek out a similar setup where there's this kind of partnership going on
1: it's it's the popularity of it's growing yeah it's still not common by interest imagination in because it's not like it's easy to just start up your own business out of a gym it's
0: kind of like starting um, a podcast you gotta I have like years son. of. i mean people think you can just get on amazon <laughs> and order a bunch of uh you did go to best buy first and just, you, you uh, did go
1: to best uh, buy exactly first how it and figure it works actually anybody
0: can do it yeah So
1: <laughs> He's literally has his phone like phone plugged in, and like there's like four wires, and that's it. It's pretty awesome. Is everything
0: working right now? Oh. I don't know. It didn't yeah. really It's fine. <laughs> Small hiccup at the beginning, but I'm a pro. We uh, found our way out. We of Got it. through we it. Wandered through that scary forest. Yeah. Uh, well, so so you just got done working out in the noon class. I did. Title of the podcast is Are You Sore? Makes sense of why it's okay to be sore yes i think like honestly that was like an excuse i made and how i kind of rationalized not understanding why people enjoyed this so much because there there is a lot of belly aching that goes on and i mean i talked about that in the first episode and so i think in the past i was like who wants to be sore all the right, time? How can that right. be a good thing when your body is hurting? Shouldn't right. you feel... Shouldn't you not walking around in perpetual pain?
1: Now, granted, there's... Again, that's that's a hard statement, right? Because yeah. you can be muscle sore and be like, oh, man, we did a lot right. of squats. Right. And, like, it now hurts to walk down the stairs. But, like, in a sore muscle way, it's going to go away in a couple of days. You have DOMS. It's fine. Versus, like, joint sore or joint pain. It's like, those are two different ball games. And, like, if you walk in, you're like, yeah, my elbows are trash. I'm like, that's not the goal of this. Yeah, but... And also like you, we shouldn't be sore all the time. Realistically, we shouldn't be muscle sore constantly. Yeah. If you do this enough, like you're hitting hard and you're going intense, but you shouldn't be going 110% every single workout because that's how you do hurt yourself. Mm -hmm. You should be going, you know, have these levels and listen to your body. Just like, you know, like how do you feel on a scale of zero to 10? It should sound familiar. (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) Intro. (coughs) But realistically, like, doing that kind of gauge, that's also going to help you stay out of my office. Because my goal is not to have this revolving door of CrossFitters. It's like, I'm here if you need it. Right. But I don't want to see you because you did something dumb or you weren't listening to your body. Um, again, like, being sore is one thing. Mm-hmm. But being in pain is a totally different totally different story.
0: So what, what is the biggest misconception about physical therapists? Ooh.
1: I say this about every health professional there's like good doctors, there's bad doctors. Mm-hmm. Everybody's been to a good doctor who listens to you and cares. And you've been to a bad doctor who doesn't eyes off their, you know, doesn't take their eyes off the computer and mm-hmm. ask you four questions and like, okay, I'm just going to give you this big blanket of pills, right?
0: Ibuprofen. That's what Sarah, that's Sarah's a uh, go-to. That's she just, so not true. Paul, you're not taking enough ibuprofen. Please, what I, I told I, you?
1: Legally, I cannot <laughs> tell people to take medication. Please <laughs> Don't take that seriously. Um,
0: I think she's actually been, like, treating a patient before, and I've walked by, and I'm like, she's just going to tell you to take ibuprofen and go home. Why are you making, why are you going through all this stuff? She's like, would you just shut up and go home wherever you came from? It's like, from. go
1: on, get, go on, get. <laughs> this is also the guy who's come up to me before and been like, I've got a really bad headache after after every time I work out. And I just don't like it, it pounds for like hours. And I'm like, cool. You should eat a box of raisins before you work out. It worked. Sure it enough, worked. You had low blood
0: sugar. Yeah, well, oh, that's great. Well, the reason I asked that is so you're a smart gal, and I know you could have done anything you wanted in your healthcare profession.
1: Mm-hmm. I, oh, I just realized I didn't even answer the question. That's
0: okay. okay. That's okay because it was. I, I tried to. I'm trying to break it up in two so gotcha. I didn't like lose you along the way. Okay. So I'm still, I'm still trying to figure whole like interviewing thing oh so. gotcha i'll have it by next time that's eh, fine so my i guess my um all my experience prior to meeting you when it came to injuries and get treatment was by seeing an orthopedist mm-hmm. an orthopedic surgeon okay who's um, your buddy right he's my buddy he's a great guy um he's very good he's a, when it comes to the knife nobody's coming near me or my family other than david cool um but I thought mistakenly I was very naive in thinking that like he's also going to be the most knowledgeable when it comes to making the right decisions to to keep myself from getting injured or how to recover from injuries and things like that. What made you? What drew you to physical therapy? Obviously, you're you're an athlete. You, you were, grew up an athlete, a dancer, all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, sports is comes very natural to you. Why didn't you want to go all the way and, and just be a, a sports medicine specialist, a shoulder specialist, and, and and do that and instead go the route of PT?
1: I thought about it. Yeah. Um, naturally, I um, am kind of like a squirrel in traffic. Mm-hmm. So I am I constantly have to, you know, a <laughs> little bit on the ADD side. Mm-hmm. So sitting for another, you know, and doing school for another x amount of years you know i did undergrad four years and then pt school for three after but medicine is school
0: a, would, that would
1: physical therapy school that would, so uh, that's a that would
0: imply some some like extra education beyond undergrad is that what yes, you're yes yeah so interesting.
1: four years of undergrad hmm. and then Never three years of physical that. therapy school all right yeah <laughs> i know it's still extra school but i was really interested in it and i yeah. liked it so like that came easy versus if you're you know going down the medicine route was right. a lot longer schooling a lot more money yeah a lot more squirrels and traffic sure. just it was it would have been a lot i like the aspect of i've always liked again physical therapy side mm-hmm. the the thought of getting somebody better without going into the knife and all that right. kind of stuff is exciting for me cuz like i never had to have a big surgery done from an orthopedic standpoint i've got my appendix taken out uh-huh. but Getting people better with knowing that your body is a self-healing machine. Sure. It's not like a car. If something is wrong, you get an image mm-hmm. and it says, oh, like you've got, you know, I love saying this arthritis because everybody's like, oh, I've got arthritis. I'm like, cool. Everybody does. Well, <laughs> that is not. It, everybody does. What? Who told you that? Oh, geez. Oh, geez. <laughs> um, you know, it's. If you have an image and it says, oh, you've got this, it, you automatically are like, oh, I, I have to be fixed, right? Right. I have to be fixed. It's not like a car where if the engine is not running properly, the car's not going to go, right? It's not going to go properly. Your body heals itself. It's a naturally healing thing. So as long as you tailor it correctly and you treat it how it, how it needs to, like most of the time it will get better. Now, obviously, there's some times where it's like, yeah, you're you're going to need surgery. It's... It, there's no avoiding mm-hmm. it but for a lot of these like minor things even rotator cuff tears like people live with rotator cuff tears all the time acl tears live with it all the mm-hmm. time like it doesn't necessarily need to be a automatic go under the knife situation or even an automatic i need anti-inflammatories right away mm-hmm. right our body will figure out how to heal itself you just have to give it the time and realistically our you know as society right now is a i wanted somebody to wave a magic wand over me and fix me but yeah. again it's not how literally anything works no it
0: doesn't and that's i think that's kind of how we we open this whole conversation yeah. and uh and just kind of a real world example of that again is um my daughter is a swimmer i brought her in here and uh she was having shoulder problems from swimming too much and i i remember exactly the first time i brought her in and the first question you asked her was, "Has anything changed in your in your swimming practice and all that?" And she said, "Yes, we got a new coach." And it was like that was immediately where we identified the issue. Not that he's a bad coach; it was just the training change. Right. And so you you knew to ask that, and you knew immediately to kind of latch onto that and how to ask all the right subsequent questions. Right, She prescribes all of these therapies for my daughter to do. We go home. She does none of them. Nothing changes. <laughs> she is nothing like her older brother. And so here we are back here again, and I remember driving her up here, and I said, she's going to ask you if you've been doing the things that she told you to do and if you say that you have, I'm going to be right there behind her saying, no, she's she's lying to your face. So she got hit in the face with that, and that made her really understand that nothing don't expect effort. anything to change if you're not going to change right. anything. Right. So became very diligent about her therapies. We obviously paid a lot closer attention to it. Lo and behold, Haven't have you seen, seen her? her? Hadn't seen Haven't her since. Haven't seen her since. So... Uh, it's not snake oil or voodoo, um, it works, it's just a commitment level, um, to healing yourself and yeah, I mean, if there's a non-surgical way to get your body better, freaking explore that.
1: And I mean, even just taking a big holistic approach, like Mm -hmm. looking at the athlete or at the kid or at anybody from like a top to bottom approach, but not even that, like not only that, but what are their food intake looking mm. like? What's their diet look like? What is the their fun sleep look like? What does their recovery look like? Are you swimming seven days a week or do you have at least one day off? Or yep. on that day off, are you going for a run, right. right? Like these are things that we even ask in our intake form. But I mean, even just opening your eyes to saying like, hey, those things can affect your body. I actually just had a patient earlier today who you know, was doing so well, has had knee pain previously. It was doing really, really well. And then all of a sudden just went to the gym, started doing her PT stuff. She's very good with it. And it like, it was just bothering her knees for like no reason. And then she's tried to do these squat things and, and like, it just, it just hurt. Mm-hmm. And she was so scared that she did too much. And then, so I asked her, I was like, what's been going on at home? Like what's changed? Has any, you know, a diet change has sleep changed. And she was like, Oh, my entire house is sick. I'm like, Oh. Is it now? It's like, yeah, my daughter had double ear infection, has been sleeping with us. so I haven't been getting great sleep. Oh, and I had this chest thing going on. And I'm like, cool. So a there's a there's a big suddenly. inflammatory condition that's going on yeah. and it's getting somewhere, right? And so it was the big like aha moment where it's like, oh, no, I didn't do anything to do this. Like my body's just not recovered well and I'm not giving it what it needs to recover. <laughs> and it was this is wow I didn't even think of that and so again that's that's the important part and that's what you know as a PT like if you're not addressing those things and even as a coach addressing those things you know as you come in and the coach says like hey how are you doing it's like as an athlete like you need to recognize like oh I forgot to eat lunch or I you know I got three hours of sleep cool I know we're supposed to go a heavy single today but like don't make this a PR day (laughs) Right. right and again that's on the athlete and the coach to be aware of those things to say like yeah that looked like garbage because you slept like garbage so like let's not do that let's let's dial it back
0: <laughs> all right well when i asked you the other day i told her i said it would probably help be helpful if you listened to episode one oh, yeah. and give you kind of an idea of what to expect so did you finish I it did. okay I did. so do you know what's coming i do
1: someone is responsible... Oh my gosh, you got a little thing happened, for it. I can't say who that is, but I know it's not me.
0: All right, that's our friend Alec Baldwin someone with the ultimate uh, deflection of responsibility. Boom, when he roasted. And that is what we're going to do right now. Me, not, not me, bad. where I ask you a question Fantastic. and I take no personal responsibility I love it. of asking that question. I love so, it. Let me set the stage here. There's a there's a common sight you'll see here at this gym when Sarah's around, and if anybody sees her, not with a patient, doesn't look like she's busy, then it is open season to go over there and start telling her about all your aches and pains. That is true, and
1: that is true. I
0: am as guilty as the next guy. I'm like, huh, oh. and Sarah's kind of like, what's up. How are you doing? Oh, I'm so glad you asked.
1: <laughs> Honestly, granted, I do. I love when people do that to an extent. Obviously, if I'm with somebody, like, please don't. Yeah. Right? Um, but I want to be that person for people. I want somebody to come up to me and, like, I want to know what's going on right. with them. Because the last thing I want is for, you know, PJ or another coach to come up to me and be like, um, Brian Herrera's back is hurt. And then I have to be like, dude, why don't you just come up to me? I know, this guy.
0: All right. (coughs) We're going to get to you, not me. Okay. Brian Herrera. (laughs) I love that guy so much. We have been working out in the same class for a while now, and we end up, uh, whenever we have partner workouts, we end up partnering together a lot. And those are some of my all-time favorite stories since I've been coming here. One day...
1: Two peas in a pod, let me tell you what.
0: (laughs) We're doing this partner workout, and... It was one of those where one of us is doing one exercise, the other one's on another. we were trying to meet some milestone. When you're done, you kind of swap and just back and forth, back and forth. Well, one of them was the prescribed was 30-inch box jumps. And Brian's a good athlete. He's a strong dude. And I remember flipping that box over, and he looked at me, and he was like, dude, what are you doing? And I said.
1: That sounded just like
0: him. I said, uh well, I mean, are we doing these thirties? Can you do thirties? I said, yeah, it's hard, but I can do them. You can do them. I've never done thirties before. I said, well, you're, you're going to be fine. So we start this workout and we get through one round each, I think. And then I'm coming off of whatever the other, it was a row or something to go back to the box jumps. And I just turn around and in the time that, I had gotten on the rower, and Brian had been (laughs) box jumping. Not only had he done something to his back, but Sarah had him like prone and like tethered to the rig with a uh, green band on his (gasps) foot in full traction, and he has just got this thousand-yard stare on his face. And I'm like, look, I'm I'm just like all worn. I'm like, what's What's my partner doing? And he's and I'm like she
1: box jumps and then immediately just lays on the floor like oh god, oh god. I was like oh no. uh,
0: Walt was coaching that day and I don't think he had any intention of working out that day. And I was not gonna finish this thing by myself. And I looked at Walt and I was like, well, partner, get in here. (laughs) So, uh, but that was not him getting hurt being funny, but I just remember like how fast you were on him. And then like by the time classes ended, he had made his way to a bike and he was trying to loosen up. And then when he finally was walking to his car, it looked like somebody had just taken a broomstick and ran it all the way from one hole up to the other. And he was looking at me. He was like, how do I look? (laughs) You don't look great, Brian. Not great. See you next week. (gasps) Anyway, Uh, that won't be the last, uh, So you, not me, back to that.
1: Okay, yeah. Who
0: is the biggest baby at this gym?
1: Ooh. What are we talking about baby? Are we talking about...
0: Just nonstop bitching, just constantly (sighs) coming up to you. And, you know, maybe it's not always quite as bad as they make it out to be. Um, Just because I know that you, you, you get it from all angles around here.
1: I do. I don't know if I know anybody who's honestly like... A big baby because we're crossfitters, we're tough cookies yeah. like we're gonna come in here we're gonna work hard um, now, I can't tell you there's one person who will come up to me and it's always like as I'm leaving to go I got my backpack. I've been here since eight am yeah. it's, it's now five thirty and like I've yeah. already spent way too much time here um, and they're like, hey, by the way, there's this random thing that's happening right here and like this whole thing and I'm like okay <laughs> let's let's <laughs> talk about it for a second but like honestly like i'm going home can we like let's like, make an appointment and then but names we can never apply
0: names love
1: her i love her of course tamika
0: tamika hey tamika Always I'm physician. going physician <laughs> oddly oh, enough she's
1: so fun she's a gastroenterologist and a fabulous person and a fabulous athlete yeah. there's always something going on and it's always something different and it's always a new symptom. Do you just and again, do she's this not a baby. Like,
0: drop of the backpack, and then there's just
1: no. no okay. I'm just like, well, let's 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 dive into that. You know, like let's make yeah. an appointment. But her, she's a physician, so her schedule's all over the place as well. Um, and, and so it's hard to get her on the books. But you know, she'll do her homework if I tell her to, which is good most yeah. of the time. Um, no, she's <laughs> really sweet.
0: Well, that's funny. Uh, well, Sarah, like I said, I mean when I started thinking about this, I obviously I had to start thinking about like, well, what are you going to talk about? Who are you going to talk to? And you were like, m- seriously, like immediately one of the first people Yay. that came to mind. That's why you're here on episode two, just Ooh, because you have been, second date. um, yeah, you have been huge for, uh, for me and for my family. And I hate to like be like real hyperbolic and say that you've changed my life, but like you, you have like made me view, how I parent through sports and things like that in a whole new way and that you can't put a price on that so thank you I really appreciate that what is the I guess um movement evolution what's if someone's listening to this they're interested and looking into you guys what is the best way to um come in where to start things like that yeah
1: um I mean you can always go to our website Mm movementevo.com Yeah, I think even if you go to the Bridge Lakes CrossFit website, I think we're on there as well. Um, we've got three f- amazing physical therapists on staff. Mm-hmm. Um, we are all sports oriented, and our goal is to you know get down to the root cause of why you're having pain, so that we can get it to go away. That's the easy part, but then make sure that it doesn't come back. And that's where most other places, um, you know, if you're getting you know any if you have some sort of pain, getting out of the pain is actually the easy part. Make sure that it stays away. That long-term approach is what we're all about that sometimes is missing in that um, you know, spectrum of care. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you can go to our website. Um, you can Anytime you're welcome to just drop in, come say hi. I know that there's a lot of people who are like, oh, I'm looking for physical therapy. And so I'll say hi for a minute and give them my card and stuff yeah. like that.
0: All ages, all types. All I ages, mean- all
1: types. Our goal is that we want to work with people who want to get better. Sure. So you don't necessarily have to be an all-star CrossFit elite athlete. You don't have to be like the world's greatest football player. You just need to be somebody who wants to get back to moving. And right now that's not where you're at. Right. Um, so if you're, if you're, you know, anxious to move and you want to move and um, maybe even you just don't know where to start, but you're in pain, like we got you.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, we're certainly glad you guys are here and we love in this community here. Um and I know that we've uh, we've certainly shared everything with all of our little parent friends and their little young athletes, and we will continue to do that. Well, but um, Dr. Sarah Brown, Oops. so appreciative of you being here oh, and thanks. spending time with us. Thank uh, you.
1: I feel like I need a walk-up song or a walk-out song. <laughs> a walk-out out, no way song. out.
0: <laughs> You deserve one. I'm telling oh, you. Uh, once I get my production staff, I and, know and those interns, interns you were know, well, I think they're finishing up school right now, so I'm going to let them finish finals. Oh, uh, going to be They're going to be all over this place crawling. So. There
1: you go. <laughs> giving me my step stool so I can reach the ground. Yeah, that's and
0: right, and your green M&Ms. My
1: green M&Ms or whatever.
0: <laughs> well, thank you so much, <laughs> yeah, Sarah. Yeah, thank you so much. It was awesome. I enjoyed awesome. it. Super fun. All right, see you later. Bye. Thank you so much, Dr. Sarah Brown, for joining us today. She is a tough little cookie to wrestle down and and get in here. She's a busy gal, and we really appreciate her taking an hour out of our day to sit down with us. Uh, Look for the episode coming out soon. Spotify, still waiting on you, Apple. I don't know what the holdup is. Uh, Amazon, Google, whatever your streaming platform is for podcasts, we are on there. Uh, social media, I'll be pushing all this information out uh, through our social media sites. Um, next podcast, Stephen Bell. Looking forward to talking to Stephen. Everyone, have a great week. We are going to have the National take us out this week. Give it your best and a little bit more. See you later. Hold ourselves together with our arms around the staring.